0: Mm. Come on, be my baby tonight. I've seen the way you've treated other thugs you've been with. Come on, be my baby tonight. Squeeda boo, dwee da boo,
1: dwee.
0: boo, Uh,
1: five dollars for the first caller who can tell us where that is from. <laughs> oh, you're going off. <laughs> Go off, he, sis. he did that
0: <laughs> and. Tokyo slash David. Wait. Is back.
1: Tokyo. And
0: we're going to get into that. <laughs> okay, and much please. more this episode because, <laughs> baby, when I tell you the week that I've had with t- TV. Yeah. Okay. you watch a um, lot? It's been so much that has blessed my soul this week. And so mm. we have a lot to talk about this week. Yes. Plus some craziness that's been going on in pop culture. We're going to talk about celebrities some celebrities and uh, actors mm. and all of those things. So let's get into it. Uh, Co-pop, pop stars, y'all ready? Let's Here we go. go.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, it's me, Trent Rashad, and I'm Marcus Drew Steele, and you're listening to Cold Pop. Well, y'all, this week it s- tell has been—it's been a good week. What's been going on?
0: Um. Sh- well, there's been like a lot of preparation. We, you and I, are going to an event. Um, so by the time this
1: airs, we will have been, been to the, the event. event.
0: Um, and next week we will be tooting and booting the looks <laughs> from said event. <laughs> we
1: sure will. We absolutely next will. Episode. So please look out for
0: that. We absolutely uh, will be. Um, worked worked hard this week. Oh, I was in the office Ooh. all day Friday, so How you? Uh, it was a lot uh, going on. But. I still made time to watch all my favorite television shows. What were you watching? Uh, Well, okay. So this week we had a couple of things come back to us and come um, full circle. The number one is what we have to open with, is what the (laughs) opener was, the beautiful voice of Tokyo, um, Tokyo. formerly known as David of the real world New Orleans. What was David's last name? I don't even remember. They don't, because you know, they don't really give them last names. I know, that's what I was thinking, yeah. But... Uh, Real World New Orleans is back in the uh, Paramount Plus Real World Homecoming series. So we got to see the return of all of our beloved Big Easy players. Now they've done this before. They have done this before. They did this. Well, they did it with um, New York York and Los Angeles. And so those are the two cities that they've done it with. But Mm -mm. to be honest, if I'm being fully transparent, I really didn't get connected to those seasons because it was just so early on in the new, and in the was, real world
1: time. This was the first round trip to New York that they did the homecoming for not the second. Yes. This, like, okay, so okay. this
0: would have been the Kevin and the Heathers that cast. But with New Orleans, which came on year 2000, that was like that was prime, prime time for me. And I was <laughs> engrossed is. in these yep. stories. And so it was so great to see Melissa back. It was so great to see Jamie and mm. Danny and Kelly and uh, Tokyo, who we all knew as David back then, he's now back, and he now goes by the name of Tokyo. I'm not gonna blow up his spot on here and tell y'all why he goes by the name Tokyo. I wanna know why. Y'all just need to watch the show, Did something and then in you Tokyo? can decide of No, well, y'all can no. decide on how y'all want to go about no. referring tell to us. him in the um. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I, it's not Spill. It's not my story to tell, and I'm not going to do that. On, do but y'all, y'all, <laughs> if you put this on TV, it's definitely the reason ju- why just I his. listen. As Melissa said in the show, look. Nowadays, if somebody wants to be called the uh, certain, if, you they, if they say that's their name, that's their name. So that's absolutely. Uh, but Matthew, Matt, uh, and Julie are also part of the back. So I was first off amazed that they got everyone back. I thought well, that, I that mean, I was of beautiful, and I thought that everyone was gonna. Um, I didn't. I didn't know if this cast was gonna come back because there's been so much animosity and they things that have, have kind of, of happened for this group. particular yeah. group. Of yeah. um of characters, but you know, for me, I it was it was so good to kind of go back and relive some of the stories that they talk about and just how powerful it was for TV and for
1: pop culture during that time. That's really good. I, what was your favorite? I think I've, we may have talked about this before. Your favorite Real World season.
0: Um I would probably say New Orleans is probably oh, really? my favorite.
1: Oh, not mine.
0: Um I would maybe put Hawaii in a close second.
1: Ooh. Um Las Vegas is definitely my number 1.
0: I felt so I went back
1: and watched Las Vegas I remember, and I think remember. that that
0: might have been that might have that might have brought Las Vegas down. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean if you go me. back and rewatch any of these, I mean it's all Well, I'm actually watching ReWorld now. So I'm doing this simultaneously. What, New Orleans? I'm doing the, the New Orleans and mm. now they've made the actually the original season available on Paramount Plus, And so you can go back and watch. So I'm picking episodes to go back and do. I just thought that that cast was so cool. They had a really cool job uh, working did. for like public access television and some really great conversations like that kind of, you know, put some things out there on a national landscape, yeah. especially for the LGBT community, Danny, uh, yeah. Q community for Danny, who kind of was an advocate and, um, publicly against Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which yeah. was a big bill that was signed by the Clinton administration. But, I mean, there's just so many things that have kind of come out from that show. Of course, Come on, Be My Baby Tonight, that that is a classic and will be played um, at my funeral. I'll pass. So, <laughs> what else have you know, been it was watching? It's really good. Um, the, uh, I always say the. You know, what? black people always to, love to add a the to it or an S. We love to add these to it. Uh, Names, and we love to add S's to names, but Ozark oh. on Netflix has returned. <laughs> it's just Ozark. It's just Ozark. <laughs> the Ozark. Um, but Ozark has returned with the final seven episodes. This and is it, right? I, this is it. So this we are in the final stretch for Ozark and learning what happens to the birds um, and the Langmores. And there is... woo! I watched the first episode so far, yeah. and my head...
1: My head is blown, and so I am Team Ruth all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I could never get, I, I never really watched Ozark. Like, I tried so back in the first, how many oh seasons gosh. did they have? I think that this is the fourth and final. Oh, okay. Well, technically five if they've not broken it down into two, Right. Uh, no, not really, because what
0: they did was, is that I think each original season has 10 episodes
1: Oh, okay. and
0: what they did, it's not even a, it's not even a full season. So what they did for season four is that it's going to be 14 episodes and they split it seven and seven. Got it. Um, but just mm, great so far. I, you know, there's a lot of conversation right now happening in social media and I'm steering clear of it. Until oh, I yeah, watch until you it. see it all. Uh, because I want to kind yeah. of, you know, form my own opinions about how everything happens. And I don't want any spoilers. So glad to see that back. And then I started watching the dropout, too, on Hulu. Um, oh, with Amanda Seyfried. Yes. Uh, who plays Elizabeth Holmes, who was the founder and CEO Theranos. of a uh, company th- known as Theranos, um, which went through a very controversial um, period of time in which they were doing blood tests that were actually fabricated and uh, fake. Um, And the company actually got found out uh, while they were soliciting funders, venture capitalists, to try to fund the work that they were doing. And, uh, you know, very interesting story. I think (laughs) think, uh, most of the acting and most of the show rest on Amanda's eyes. On her eyes. Oh, just her eyes. <laughs> uh, and that is who's doing ninety percent of the work in this series. So Amanda Seifert's eyes, uh it's a fizz for me, baby, because you guys have been working overtime on this series. Overtime. Uh but I mean so far really great and excited to see. Well, I know how the story ends, but right. excited to see um how it is illustrated in this format.
1: Did you watch both of the documentaries? I
0: watched the the one on HBO.
1: Where was the other one? I watched both, not, but I, I, I think it was on Hulu. Actually, okay, it might have been. I think I watched. So I watched it both. the
0: one on HBO that kind of um, brought me up to speed about what was going on, and right. it's so interesting watching this now uh, with the background knowledge that I have about the life of a startup and mm-hmm. how it goes, how you go about getting a startup funded and mm-hmm. working with uh VCs and trying to get, you know, people to invest. So it's it's very interesting watching it from that lens now of um yeah, of of just what that process is like. And I think we might do a we might do a spotlight episode on the dropout um and at, f- at a later date, I just want to see how it, how it ends plays first. Out.
1: Yeah. That's fair. Yep. I think it's fair. So, how was your week? Talk to me. What were you watching? Uh, my week, uh, busy per usual. Uh, I actually watch, I've been, full disclosure, I have entered into a uh, documentary mood. And so, that has okay. been something that I have been attaching myself to uh, this past couple of weeks. Because of that, I watched one a documentary that a lot of people were talking about. Have you seen it called White Hot? Talking about Just Abercrombie and Fitch. Fitch. Yeah. I did not
0: watch it, but I've yeah. heard about it.
1: I watched it, and I mean, it wouldn't tell me anything I didn't already know. I didn't shop there. Couldn't see half the shit in the store anyway. and so They're I mean, racist. I, I remember, <laughs> basically, that's what a lot of the people were saying on there that were had to work I for that. them or models and stuff like that. Um, you ha- obviously I you, had at, look you remember a I worked way. at Abercrombie. At I the remember. Mom. I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember. So watch what you say. No, I will not. <laughs> I I remember. I this might have been before we met, but you worked I, at Hollister. No, I uh, I tried to get, I interviewed at Hollister, uh, but I did not get the job. Oh, you didn't have <laughs> the Gen Z wow. No. I, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. You didn't have the genesis. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> to work at a place, so. <laughs> so, but anyways. <laughs> I watched that. Duvorish? New- yes. <laughs> what was that from? I can't remember. Gosh, what was that? Uh, but anyways, I watched that, and then obviously uh, Moon Knight is getting crazier and crazier. There's one I watched left.
0: an episode of Moon Knight, so I watched the penultimate episode. I don't think you should have started with Personally, that episode. Personally, for me. I thought it was amazing and what I loved about this episode of Moon Knight and I kept telling uh, my old man this is like mm-hmm. to me this this episode how it was laid out or whoever the writers are they laid it out so easy it that is I, to me it kind of almost felt like a self-contained episode it was, yeah. and you know yeah i you know you go on to learn later that there's actually a lot more to it and the story can't necessarily end right there but to me it felt like a finale just the way of i'm i just the ride that they took me on I in those that, what kinda. 55 57 minutes it was just like whoa and it felt it felt like a it felt like a finale
1: i definitely commend oscar isaacs on his Uh, acting he's
0: definitely he's working overtime too along with the man inside Fred's eyes he (laughs) is working overtime as well
1: yeah 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 and because he has what's so funny is and I Moon Knight will definitely be one of my spotlight shows and I'll talk about this more but he's been technically playing I think three characters Mm. but the third character was we've seen the third character on screen he's just never been announced got it and so to, be, to see him play three different characters like this has been pretty interesting to Who's me. Who's the voice of the hippopotamus? Uh, it was uh, I, nobody you would know or nobody and that I know. And who did her braids? Who?
0: The hippopotamus' braids.
1: <laughs> the braids were lit. The CG? I don't know. I Girl. mean, the animator? Yeah, she was very cute. She looked she, cute. That was the most fly hippopotamus <laughs> I ever seen. She looked cute. Um, and then also I watched Not So Pretty, which is actually going to be my spotlight show today. Um, okay. It's a docu-series, but it's about the beauty industry. And I actually was, was very intrigued by this because mm. they've broken it up into four different parts. But we'll discuss it a little bit later. But okay. those are the things that I've been watching. Love Ooh. it. Documentary and crazy sci-fi. Love that. I do.
0: Well, all right. Well, I think it's time for us to get into our most beloved segment of this podcast, entitled Woo Chow. Now, this is the part of the show where Marcus and I get to recap the top pop culture moments of the week, the things that made us say
1: Woo Woo Chow.
0: Marcus, you go first. What do you have up?
1: So, let's talk about it. The baby is back in the news. Okay. Um, honestly I the
0: baby stays in
1: the news he does and i honestly have not heard from the baby in a while after that whole oh. uh homophobic little i, I guess what we call calling that a rant what was that that he was saying uh on stage oh yeah um at at one of the uh at rolling loud it's uh, at one of the festivals yeah or Lollapalooza. it was rolling Loud because Lollapalooza canceled him yeah canceled it was uh, it was so it
0: was rolling loud where he was like oh you know, it was a lot of homophobia. He was like, You know, make some noise if you ain't got AIDS or something. Like, right, there's right, a lot right. of crazy yeah, stuff yeah. that we're something not going you to go line. into it. Yeah. But craziness. And we did an episode on it, yeah. Rolling Loud and Wrong. You can go uh, Ooh, listen to that now. You better
1: plug available. that. You better plug that. Anyways. Um, we're all
0: podcast. We're not all <laughs> podcast
1: episodes. He um, is back in the news because a new video has surfaced undercutting his self-defense de- claim from a 2018 killing. And so this was right before he got signed to Interscope Records. Um, but 11 weeks prior to that, he got into this altercation with some, some other man at the, a Walmart. At the Walmart. And he was saying that... This is from Rolling Stone. And they were saying that... Uh, He shot the man in self-defense, but the video is that's not what the video shows. The video is showing something a little bit different that he was actually the aggressor and confronted the man. And then you see both of them kind of brandish uh, a firearm and then the other man puts it back. But then the baby follows him again and then they end up tussling in an aisle and then he shoots him. Yeah, I
0: saw the video. Um I it did definitely too. Yeah. was not did not look like a self-defense it situation. Does not. No. And I'm not sure. I mean, the, we don't get audio from it, Mm-mm. but you know, what this w- what the baby could argue is that he doesn't know if there was like that they could have been they could have been trying to jump him or something, but what the video shows is that there was a moment where he took a step back and instead of getting out of there, he reached for the gun and fired, uh, killing, um, Jalen Craig, who's what? 19 at the time. Um,
1: Jalen Craig. So this
0: is, I mean, Mm -mm. this is the thing. I feel like celebrities, I mean, this could be anybody, right? So like, let's say celebrities and people alike, um, have to realize that it's going to get out whatever you feel like you need to say um and i want to talk about this too in a in a, a future segment like the truth is going to get out there so right. watch how you try to spin something just because like he probably thought that this was taken care of self-defense this happened in 2018 you go I mean, through the entire, of through the entire pandemic and now he's being presented with this um, he's definitely going to have to dumb. answer and, you know, we'll see exactly what happens um, and how it plays out in the long run. But,
1: yeah, it's just really sad. Honestly, I do you think this will. Because I, I, I'm assuming the case is still pending. So will this be damaging? Like, will will the, the Craig family maybe seek some other charges? I, I mean, they could based on new evidence. Right. right. Yeah.
0: Um, now question, did they have this video?
1: I don't know. It's th- did it the trial have this video. It doesn't say in this article, because,
0: like while we're just seeing this, this might not be the first time that, you know, the police and people who were involved in the actual investigation are seeing this video. This might be new to us, but I don't know if it's necessarily new to, um, the investigation. And while this might paint the baby in a bad light, um, He's already to me he's already there uh he's definitely yeah. kind of creating a uh, buzz around being a villain,
1: yeah, Rolling Stone says they just call it um that they obtained never before seen security footage, but that doesn't mean that the right the court system didn't have it right whoo child okay um well, that's unfortunate. Let's move on. What do you have
0: okay well, the first thing I want to talk about, <laughs> you know all of these couples. In the press recently, who've just been putting their business out there. Child. I'm still child. <laughs> I'm still watching the Johnny Depp Amber Heard oh my situation, which okay. just gets crazier and crazier by the day. One thing that he said this past week that really took me out, <laughs> the lawyer asked me, was like, um, Mr. Depp and you yourself are physically much larger than Miss Heard. Um, wouldn't you say? And Johnny Depp looks at her and, and is like, "I wouldn't say that," <laughs> which is the shadiest thing. It's not okay, but it's sh- it, it was very shady, this, and I did it. It did make me it chuckle. did you make you chuckle? <laughs> um, but
1: that's okay. But
0: no, but all like these couples with their business out. Well, this kind of took a whole brand new turn this past week at CinemaCon, uh, where oh I
1: saw this where.
0: Uh, Olivia Wilde, popular actress Olivia Wilde, was talking about her upcoming film, Don't Worry, Darling. And while she is in the middle of the presentation, uh, a person comes on stage and hands her an envelope uh, that's labeled personal and confidential. Um, Olivia Wilde, at that point, thinks it's an actual script. She thinks it's a movie script. I wouldn't even it then. But... Um, She opened it on stage and looks at it, it. scans it, and says, okay, got it, thank you. What we come to find out later is that she was actually being served uh, legal documents by her former husband, uh, Mr. Ted Lasso himself, Jason Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. So uh, this all kind of comes from uh, their ongoing custody battle uh, for for the children. So uh, they separated... I believe they met on, like, SNL, like, during one of her, like, guest spots or or something of that nature. But they've separated since and now are in the battle for custody.
1: Um, I want to know, how did they, how did we find out it was a, uh, that she got served? I, I've never read anywhere how we know that. Like, she didn't tell anybody, did she?
0: I think, I don't know if she, I don't know if it got out, but maybe it was the, like the people that actually served because she hasn't put out an official statement right. since following uh, s- since this
1: happened. And she probably won't.
0: I definitely wouldn't. Um hmm. but Jason's know, team did, right? At this Jason's team came back and said, "Hey, we did not know that this was going to happen like mm-hmm. this. We, you know, that was not we would, he, Jason would we never condone control. that. Yeah, yeah. Um. And so that's you know it was inappropriate of how it happened. But you know these servers they will do anything. They will dress up as people. Yeah. They anything that they need to do in order to serve those papers, um, because that's how they get paid.
1: That's why I'd be like, "Is your name Mark? Who's asking?"
0: <laughs> that's what you always ask.
1: Yeah. Who wants to know? <laughs>
0: I don't do that. I'm like, oh, are you a pop star? That's my first thing. <laughs> not but, if they got
1: envelopes in their hand
0: but this situation I mean it's like you know I couldn't think of a more inappropriate time and how embarrassing and kind of once again it puts this out there it puts this out there in a very public place yeah. I don't know if she will use this um, or if she could use this I don't in the think court she of could, law no. but I mean
1: I don't think so if anything the, the the service company would be reprimanded but I mean Jason couldn't control that so I mean I don't, don't think know. so. Woo-chow. Woo-chow. <laughs> um, the only other one I have, uh, Kamala Harris. She caught COVID, y'all. Yeah, she got COVID. This is from the Washi- um, the AP, actually, not the Washington Press. The AP, Vice President Kamala Harris tested positive for COVID-19 last Tuesday, um, underscoring the persistence of highly contagious viruses, even as the U.S. eases restrictions and a bid to return to pre-pandemic normalcy. Now they are saying that, of course, she was not a close contact of President Biden, but she would be quarantining. Um, I think uh, well, as of this week, she may be still be quarantining. I don't know what the she the new laws be. say. <laughs> well, I mean, what are, what are the new what are the CDC guidelines? Do we know what those you are? You need now? to talk
0: to Doctor Ngozi Zike because I don't know.
1: Well, they change so often. Um, but yeah, the woo child to that. She caught COVID. Um, a lot of people in Washington have been catching it over the past couple of months. And so it's very I interesting.
0: Mean, yeah, it's unfortunate that, you know, this had to happen to VP. But I think it's once again a reminder just to be mindful out there because cases are going up in places. They are so like we need to just, you know, take a step back. I know it's, you know, we're getting closer to summer and people are wanting to go out and, you know, live uh, fly young fly and flashy. Be careful. Uh, but y'all we just need to be careful.
1: Be responsible. That's it. Yeah. All right. That's all I have. You have anything?
0: Okay. Well I do want to talk about the Juneteenth festival event that was supposed to be happening in the Arkansas. Flyer. Uh yes. Girl. So for okay. those who
1: I saw who
0: don't know, um a flyer on was circulating on Twitter uh this past week with the Juneteenth Soul Food Festival and Market. I can't. All right. Now this was happening over in Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, at the War Memorial Stadium. This flyer features um a, a it basically describes an event that's gonna have different types of food available for people to kind of come and taste. Um kind of featuring some of Arkansas's like black businesses mm-hmm. and you know, catered restaurants and things like that. Well, there's also going to be um you know, some remarks provided by the host of this event. (laughs) And that's where this thing took a turn for the worst. So on the flyer, you know, you kind of have the date and all of these things, but what is most prominently featured on the flyer, and I'm looking at it right now, are the three hosts who all happen to be white. (laughs) Um, And so their pictures and names are big uh, bolded on Whoops. the flyer at the very center of the flyer <laughs> so all three white people it's two men and a woman um who are heavily featured not any you don't see a person of color on the entire flyer so we can't get a you black don't...
1: person on the Juneteenth flyer
0: no we get we do get a couple of um we do get a couple of logos of like where some of the benefits will go to for some of the organizations there. But
1: they're prominently uh, but in the middle. What is
0: prominent, <laughs> like what is smack dab in the middle, in the center of Big. it all are these three white faces. Uh, what, <laughs> what was your first reaction
1: when you saw it? I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, this can't be real. This must be like somebody trying to be funny online, you know. <laughs> and then I looked at it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I... If you want to be be involved in the event, great. But again, it's a Juneteenth event. So maybe you take a step back and let black people lead as the hosts slash creators of this event. you know. And maybe you kind of support because, again, this event is not for you.
0: I'm down with y'all even being. If y'all want to be the host, that's fine. Take y'all faces off of it and take yourself away from it. That's what I mean. And like, okay, let's. feature some of the restaurants
1: right right oh, let's the, feature some the of the caterers yeah let's put
0: some logos on that's fair. you know like let's get this fair. thing popping and let let it be representative of the yes. people that you know celebrate yes. juneteenth and who the holiday is for yeah i um, agree with that I I, I I mean this to me was just a, a self-serving simple uh way to kind of put their put themselves out there it could have been prevented um, we've seen this We see this during Black History Month. We see this during Pride about people who are trying to put themselves out there for the sake of the cause and a certain community um, when it's really just about boosting your uh, when it's about boosting your profile. Black Twitter Mm. drugged this thing so bad that they had to cancel the event. So there's not going to be a Juneteenth. Soul Food Festival and Market on the 17th in Little Rock,
1: Arkansas. This is now <laughs> being taken down. Well, well, people in Arkansas, let's s- step up and put on a soul food event.
0: I mean, at this no, at for this June point, 10. like, you know, we can kind of figure out we could create sure our own event be. for yeah. us, by us. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah. You know, this this situation here um is now been <laughs> Someone said I'm looking at some of the comments. It was like this is def this is an episode from Atlanta. This is I exactly an episode this is exactly what that. an episode of Atlanta would look like. And it probably there probably would be an episode of Atlanta Hello? if it wasn't in its final season. <laughs> um which is also doing really good stuff right now. I love uh this past week's episode. Uh, but definitely a woo chow for me. woo chow. I think the last thing that we both wanted to talk about yes. was the um CBS mornings interview that Gail King did with Megan the Stallion. Uh,
1: excuse me, Megan Pete.
0: Boy, whatever. We all know has Meg the okay. Stallion. Get it right. And she um she sat down with Gail King to kind of talk a little bit about You're her life and girl. then um. Yeah, she does get interviews. She getting uh, interviews. But Megan talked a little bit about her life and what happened this past summer and in the incident with Tory Lanes, where she was shot, um,
1: in the foot. Uh, a very. Do we have to say allegedly there? Because I mean, they're still in a legal battle.
0: It's in a legal battle, but like, to me, I I she was shot in the foot. There's no there's no denying that she was shot in
1: the foot. But by who is what's up for debate.
0: I, yeah, and I mean, I didn't say it was Tory Lanez. It was an oh, okay. incident with Tory Lanez. Okay, okay. But she shot, she got, and one of the things that yes. we learned in this interview is that she still has bullet fragments in her feet to this day because they couldn't get all of them out. Well. She talks a little bit about how it all came to be. I saw. um That evening, and, you know, her. she gave her recollection of, what actually happened mm-hmm. really sad um, two things I took from that interview number one uh, she she might be feeling alone like she, she talked a lot about her parents and how she was kind of an only child and it was just the three of them and um, her father died when she was 15 and then right before big old freak right before her big break. Mm -hmm. um, Her mom also passed away. Mm. Uh, And so I think that there was some compensation to try to kind of feel. And she talks about this too. In in the interview, She's like, I wanted to have people around me. I wanted to have, you know, I wanted to feel like I had people who had my back and I had some type of family. Um, But that was, that was a, that was a um, one thing that I took away from it. The second thing that I took away from it was, I think this interview might be a, a, a some type of, I'm not going to say um, stunt, but it's some type of calculated move put on by her
1: lawyers. And this is what I wanted to talk about. Because at this yeah.
0: point, the case is still open and they're going to go to trial in the summer. But I think that there was some type of discussion for her to get out there and for her to tell her story. Mm-hmm without it being you know like i want you guys to hear it from me first
1: so there is definitely something to be said as we all know about the court of public opinion Mm -hmm. you know um and that that i am glad you brought this up because there is a lot of discourse going on online right now that i want to talk to you about about should she have done this interview and a lot of people are trying to draw comparisons to jesse smollett and his interview that he did um, with ABC, with GMA, and then I guess, guess we don't have to say allegedly, but turned out he was lying about when he was in that interview. And so, because this case is still pending, do you think that this will hurt her cause, or do you think Tory will come out and do his own interview with somebody now and give his recollection? I don't know if Tory will
0: do his own interview. Ba- from the story that Megan shared, I don't know what more he could say. He got his bail um,
1: revoked, though. So is he even... I don't...
0: I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Of but of jail? I don't know what he's... I don't know how he's going to get out of this one. And mm-hmm. if he does, okay, like, you are Harry Houdini because you made it happen. <laughs> now, what is the most interesting part of this and what, you know, we kind of learned um, as well in the interview is that the other person that was in the
1: car, oh, her friend. Kelsey Harris, mm-hmm.
0: has not had a public statement, has not said anything, um regarding either side uh there have been text messages pulled from her phone that have said um she actually texted the megan's bodyguard um at that time to say help tori shot meg Mm -hmm. and so you have that you have that uh text message you have the gun you have the bullets in her foot i don't I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what he's going to be able to say in order to kind of get out. And so I I honestly feel like that this was, while people might think that she shouldn't have done it, this is, I mean, she has, I'm sure, a very nice legal team who's very intelligent and is doing this strategically.
1: I don't think, I'm not going to say one way or the other do I think she should have done this or not, but I'll be very interesting to see how this plays out if this goes all the way to court, which it looks like it's going there to.
0: There was one thing that I felt like, I was like, Meg, I don't know if that's the truth. About what? Um, about whether or not her and Tory Lanes had been, oh. had
1: a sexual relationship of any kind. Well, th- she hesitated. She, she paused, definitely hesitated. And that gave me a pause. She because... Well, she first
0: asked for clarification. So what she wanted was, she said um... <laughs> Gail asked me she said w- was there an intimate relationship and she was like and sexual me- and she said sexual which and already what well, we've learned from the yeah. American Crime Story impeachment the the what defines sexual right. and what defines sex and you know because Bill was riding on that Words. for about three months <laughs> baby he was riding on that little thing for about three months Words matter, but this was this was one time where I was like okay I'm not sure but honestly it's not even my business if y'all are sexual True. or not. That has True. really nothing to do with it. True. At this point, I'm we talking about the the gunshots that and the uh hospital reports, the medical reports mm-hmm. that have showed that you've been shot in the foot clearly, right. and then the gun and then the text message.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I guess we'll just see. Woo child. Woo I don't know.
0: child. Mm. Uh, is that it? That's it for me what about you?
1: That's it for me let's take a break then.
0: Alright well we'll take a break and we will come back
1: oh, our with yeah. our
0: spotlights for uh, this week I'm going to be talking Ooh.
1: about Netflix's The Ultimatum Marry and Move On I've seen your write up and I'm very excited to talk about it uh, I'm going to be talking about the Not So Pretty docuseries on HBO Max. Great so let's get into it when we come back
0: All right, and we are back. It is time for our spotlight shows of the week. This week, I am highlighting Netflix's messy, uh, tantalizing reality show, (laughs) The Ultimatum Marry or Move On. Uh, I watched pretty much this entire uh, first season in like maybe two to three days. I just couldn't stop watching it. It's only like eight or nine episodes, it also includes a reunion. But it was just a lot going on for this show. Marcus, did you get to check it out? I know you watched like the first episode.
1: I've seen clips and arguments and some of the the, the hot moments, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Netflix's newest show is hosted by Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey, who actually have a pretty interesting story in regards to ultimatums. Uh, and they share their story actually on the show as well. What would they say? Um, We'll get into that a little bit later. Ooh, but okay. <laughs> what I want to give you the basic premise okay, of ahead. the show. So there are six couples who at some point have reached a crossroads um, where one partner has delivered an ultimatum to the other partner. Uh Most of these ultimatums have to do with marriage. There's actually some that talk about like children um
1: like wanting kids or not wanting kids
0: basically that there's like one partner that wants Wants kids kids. and ones that's like i'm not sure if i want kids right um but what they have to do is is that they now have to choose a person um to live with for three weeks Mm -hmm. so going away from their partner and choosing to live with a whole nother person of the opposite sex for three weeks to figure out if the grass is greener on the other side now at the end of those three weeks the couples will return to their original partner and spend an additional three weeks to figure out if they are ready to make that next big step. Hmm. Now, a couple of quick things already. Now, you already, I mean, to me, when you first hear the format, it's given like Temptation Island. A little bit, We've seen this before. Yeah. The things with this show is, and kind of what I think is the, what made it interesting is that they're actually like, living in a house like living together. in an apartment yeah. together with the um, person with this person which is a little bit different from you know other um, other formulas that we've seen in like the show and stuff, yeah right? they're yeah. like in groups or they're all in a big house yeah. and things like that uh but we kind of have six couples here who to me are so young i mean these are babies what's the age range I, I mean, some of these kids are like 22, 23. To get married? Ready to get married, Sam. <laughs> and like, wait. The second thing is this is like, we've been together for a year and a half.
1: And now I wanna get married. And now
0: I wanna get married. Uh, or we've no. been together for two years and now I wanna get married. I think that there might be one that's like, Five or seven years, which is understandable. Y'all I get ain't even that got one. No skin
1: in the game. But like some of these,
0: are, y'all are babies, right? First thing that let me know just how young these kids are. The amount of time that I heard the word boner mm. in this series, everybody really? was getting a boner.
1: Does, I didn't even know people still use that word.
0: I, the kids do.
1: Do aged out the no. kids the kids do they still use <laughs> that boner do. it was every,
0: everybody was getting a boner so and so had a boner oh he's got a boner when we was in bed ba- like i'm like y'all need to grow up <laughs> hey,
1: yeah. y'all need
0: to grow up <laughs> y'all need to stop being focused so much on marriage and figuring out exactly who you are and i want to talk a little bit about that because i feel like one girl actually did find out who she was throughout this whole process Ooh, okay. but there are six couples randall and shanique who are the... uh, There's two black couples. Randall and Shanique are one of them. And I personally love this couple. I think Mm -hmm. Randall's so cute. Shanique is hilarious because she is so petty. Mm -hmm. Um, And the pettiness of her is... um, very. It's very funny to me. This
1: is the one they had the argument outside? Yes, okay. I think that was the one—the the
0: clip that you saw of yeah. her when she was basically upset like, you because she was, yeah, <laughs> because for three uh, weeks she, she for three weeks she was she wasn't happy with you know <laughs> how he was connecting to this other girl. Is now, she the
1: one that wanted to get married?
0: So, so with this. Particular couple, Shanique was the one who delivered the ultimatum. Okay. Randall's whole thing was like, I'm not sure I want to, which a lot of the men did this. I want to make sure I'm financially stable before, you know, I do that, which mm. is fine to say, but it's also okay to say to be like, I'm, I'm not, not ready, ready to get married. Yeah, I'm 23 I'm not years ready. old. I'm not ready. I'm 24 years old. Like, I'm 26. I'm not ready to get married. Like, this their need to want to drive this um, whole marriage thing and like proposals just, it came off very thirsty and very heavy. It seems from that the way.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: there was another cu- couple, April and Jake who is April is like geared to go. I'm not sure what April's age is. I'm going to look it up really quick, but April is already talking about babies. She's like skipped over the marriage part, Oh, but really? she wants to happen. She wants that, but she's also is like, I, we need to have kids as well. Um, now, with this situation, her and Jake have some some deeper issues with just her over talking people. Mm-hmm. And you see that throughout the show as well. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> overall, I feel like this was the couple that I knew would probably not make it mm-hmm. uh from the beginning. And it's not to say that this couple didn't make it. I'm not gonna um give it away. I mean people but have There's been the there's definitely a lot of um conversation about just how this situation ended one of my favorite couples was the other black couple and that was ray and zay who are not using their real names in this show i don't know why really (laughs) because the girl's name is rachel but she's like i'm going by ray now and then zay zay is all we got out of him um Mm -hmm. but they have a very interesting relationship in which they they part ways for the three uh months and uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Sorry. Okay, okay. Three weeks. <laughs> and That's Ray comes back with uh, a pretty interesting bombshell um, that I feel like she was struggling with the whole time. Um, I probably already know what it is. You probably, if you can guess what I it is. I already know what it like, is. Young people are still learning about themselves and like how uh, who they love, who they are and and things like that. So there's just so much going on that you have to kind of be mindful that you're still figuring out yourself. Before you try to bring on another partner, you you need to there's some things about yourself that you had to figure out. I just checked, April is 24. Still too young. Still too young. Talk about <laughs> ready for a baby. Still
1: too young. Um
0: all of the other relationships.
1: Wait, are you not going to say where Ray's Bombshell was?
0: Do I want to give that? Okay, yes, this is spoiler. We're talking about it. Spoiler alert. Um I don't want to I don't give anything away, but spoiler alert You're for not. those who haven't seen it. Uh, in three, two, one. Um, that she's like, she likes girls.
1: Duh. <laughs> she Duh. likes girls. <laughs> and, and there's and, nothing
0: wrong with that. But the thing was is that she kept, she had a hard time articulating really? how she felt about Zay. Oh. And he was kind of like, she gave him the ultimatum of saying like, we, we need to get married da 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 da. But he, she couldn't like she couldn't articulate her love and why she or why she liked why she him. Lo- him and yeah, and it was a huge problem for him. Got super emotional. Uh, throughout this, like, I was, I applauded how vulnerable he was throughout this entire situation. I don't think that he handled everything correctly, but
1: mm-hmm. so she thought that she could, if I get married, then maybe I won't be gay.
0: I don't know. I have no clue. But, I mean, she's saying that she, she likes, she's not saying that she's gay, but she does like girls.
1: Okay, well, that's a very clear distinction. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Well, good for her. This is the, your 20s are the time to be figuring this shit yeah. out. Yeah. This is the time.
0: The last couple is Colby and Madeline, Um, who, to me, child, this couple was doomed from the beginning because Colby is, Crazy, and for those who have seen the show, y'all know that Kobe's crazy. Kobe actually gave Madeline the ultimatum, which was what—that um that he was ready to get married, and that like either we're going to get married and or move wasn't? on. And she was not ready. She, there was some things that would happen, but we later found out that Kobe is super problematic.
1: So that's why she's not ready to get married.
0: (laughs) Telling people he was in an open relationship. And like, yeah, it was just a lot going on with Colby. What made me upset is that they did actually end up getting married um, at the end. And actually, when it came time for your reunion, like still together, still married. And she's pregnant, like pregnant, pregnant. Hey. Which I feel like she might have already known that she was pregnant during filming. Probably. Um, so she was just like, let me make this let me just go ahead and make this happen. Maybe. Let me just kind of share a couple of other things.
1: Okay.
0: I, like I said, the show is very messy in the sense that you have, you're going through this experience with your partner but you're also doing you're also exploring other people and meeting other people directly in front of them. And I didn't like that. I don't think that they were to be able always to be authentically themselves mm-hmm. because they were right there in front of their other partners. So they spent the first week just meeting the other couples. Right. And then they kind of branched off together. So, for instance, Shanique and Zay ended up being in a temporary couple for the three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randall and Madeline ended up being in a couple for the three, you know, for those three weeks. And then Jake and Ray ended up being in a couple. And then April and Kobe. Um, there were two other couples. I'm not even talking about them because I feel like they, they punked out of the situation, uh, and decided to just get engaged before oh, really? the choices happened. One did it before. And then one, he realized that nobody was going to pick him. And so he just proposed to his girlfriend.
1: So what happens if nobody picks you?
0: Then you go home, I guess. Yeah. Oh. And you don't participate in the experiment. Boop. Um, it was very interesting to kind of see how it played out with with the ultimatums, which kind of led me to this next question I have for you. Mm-hmm. Nick and Vanessa talked and shared their experience about they act Vanessa actually gave Nick an ultimatum and that's, that's why that yeah. they are hosting this show because this was really important to their story. But do you feel like ultimatums still exist? Like is that still a is that still a way to get what you want? In today's society, I feel like people don't respond to that as much.
1: Do ultimatums still exist? Yes. Do ultimatums work? No. (laughs) I definitely don't think an ultimatum is the way to go. I mean, you should never force somebody into something. Uh, Not to me. For me, personally... Uh nine times out of ten before you even get to an ultimatum, you already know what the answer is going to be or what decision that you need to make. You're just choosing not to make that decision because you want the other person to i can change him mama i can i can you know if you if he acts better, then we'll be fine if I give him this ultimatum she'll be she'll do right and I mean, you already know that that's not going to be the case
0: I feel like that there's got to be so many there's got to be so many other contributing factors for an ultimatum to be able to work right and i think with right. this situation and for a lot of these people with the exception of colby and madeline because it actually did work for them um we see that ultimate you just can't throw that on people nowadays like it's just there's not a there's not a space in time where um millennials i feel like at least Will look at them and say, "Well, this is this is my only option, so I'm just going to
1: go with this." Mm-hmm. You said an interesting thing about Kobe and Madeline. Did it work, or is it working right now? It's working right now. Do you think that because you said that Kobe was problematic, it's they yeah, but
0: she so ended up she marrying him, him and she they have put a up with this,
1: or are they going to be divorced in a couple of years?
0: I'm not. Only time will tell. I Hmm. I really can't be for certain. I
1: hope they do. Where are they now? They
0: probably will. Uh, One of the things that I thought the show could have done a better job of to kind of maintain the integrity of the experiment. Mm -hmm. I felt like they could have been more controlling of the variables. And so what I didn't like is that you could or there were a couple of uh, couples, Mm -hmm. original couples that met up while that they were doing the experiment with the other person. So, for instance, Randall and Shanique actually oh, they got a met, chance. yeah, but yeah. they weren't supposed to.
1: Oh, but they
0: actually met up.
1: Maybe that's part of the show. Like they and didn't want to
0: put. And then the other piece of this is that they did have scenes that they would get while that they were going through those three weeks. They would like one night they got all the guys together
1: mm-hmm.
0: to talk about their experience, and then they got all the girls to get together to talk about their experience. And that's why <laughs> number one. Uh, The Ultimatum gets the uh, Fizzy Award for messiest reality TV show.
1: They got to put a show together. I mean, we're not just going to have all of these people just be in these separate things. We we still got to produce a show, girl. I think it would have been interesting to see just like what it's like. I've seen formats
0: like this work on like Love at First Sight where you kind of just have to deal and also love is blind. is like, it's one of those things where you do kind of get to just see like the dynamics of I'm worried. I'm living with this person that I don't know. And I'm trying to make it work. I just felt like those distractions might have taken away from the experiences of the people going through it. I can see. That's my only, I mean, that's, that was my one, you know, big critique of the show. Um, if the if anything, if they were to do this again, I would say let's get the cat let's age the cast
1: up Up a little bit. Yeah, like let's go in our thirties. Uh, let's go early thirties. Yeah, let's
0: do ten years. Like early let's get 30s. them in yeah. to the ten years and people who actually have some time. And then some let's of these start. couples were like, We've been together for a year and a half. We've been together for two years and I we need to get married. Or no. you need like <laughs> this sounds you sound crazy.
1: <laughs> no.
0: April sounded crazy. <laughs> no. Talking to this guy, and I'm like, yeah, this let's let's age it up a few years and get some people who actually have some. I agree some, with that. You know, we've been together for five years. We got two kids.
1: <laughs> we got some skin in the now. Game. Look, you're gonna it. have to marry me or, or get lost. Look,
0: yeah, because that's this is not what we're doing,
1: right? But yeah. see that that's like, how you really get the that's how you really gonna get the stories. So, so
0: but yeah, so okay. that's the ultimatum. Um, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, sorry we gave a lot of stuff away but it's on Netflix I'm sure people and have uh, seen you it. can go check it out uh, if you have seen it please let us know your thoughts under uh, the episode post on Instagram or on Twitter uh, just give us a hashtag cold show and let us know your thoughts as well yes uh,
1: all right are we taking a break yeah and then when we do we'll come back uh, with Ooh, your show not so pretty all right let's take a break and we'll be right back Alrighty, we are back. It is time for my TV show spotlight and I decided that I wanted to switch it up a little bit um and do this docu series that I was looking at. Um okay. I thought it was very interesting because again, the beauty industry is a billion dollar industry that literally everyone is a part of in some way shape or form Um and so not so pretty on hbo max kind of dives into the beauty industry a little bit it's hosted by kiki palmer Um kiki keeps the job palmer
0: yeah she's doing it
1: kiki keeps the job palmer basically yeah I love that. Um, Anyways, so it's broken up. So first, let's start with what is not so pretty. Like I said, it's a docu-series about the beauty industry, and it's broken up into four parts. And so it covers makeup, it covers hair, it covers nails, and it covers skin. Nails, hairs, hips,
0: heels, (laughs) nails.
1: Okay, (laughs) what we're not going to do. And so... Did you, you I'm, I'm assuming you haven't had I a chance to watch. I have not seen this seen at all. This.
0: I have not seen this at all.
1: So it's got some pretty interesting stuff in there. I won't hit through everything because, again, I want to encourage people to go and take a look at it. But there were some things that I wanted to discuss in, in a little section that's called What's Important to Know okay. about this docu-series. What's important to know? What I did not know is that talc and asbestos grow together. Wow. That I did not know. Uh, talc is used in almost all— not want to say all, but a a huge majority of makeup products. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, they also discussed about the baby powder that was used on babies. Uh, was it Johnson and Johnson's baby powder? What was the baby powder? The popular Johnson 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 and Johnson. Um, talc. And so it was causing diseases and it was causing um, illnesses and stuff like that. And so uh, they were calling them synthetic chemicals as well. Phthalates, I guess is what they're called. Okay. Um, and so I thought that was pretty interesting from the makeup part. And so that's something that you should definitely know. Um, another thing uh, which we all know about recycling are BPAs. Uh, BPAs and things that come from plastics that leach into your uh your products and stuff like that from packaging that's also can be harmful to you
0: okay i mean
1: yeah. Things you should know. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I feel like the BPAs ones, you you know, you've heard of before, yeah. at least, haven't you?
0: I've seen like the little, you know, you, you see like the little BPA, BPA on free, bottles yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Another big thing that I did not know from this documentary, uh, there are no laws regulating the beauty industry and what kind of goes mm. into some of these products. I was looking at one of the episodes that talks about skin um, and they're talking about all of these products that you have that include the ingredient fragrance could mean anything like they're not companies are not obligated to write what is making that fragrance and so you're getting a lot of synthetic chemicals and phthalates from that that leach and sneak into your skin and stuff that you don't even know and i thought that that was pretty crazy because nobody is sort of kind of like the fda and the cdc yeah they
0: don't go through any of that like a FDA testing or like a...
1: Well, and, and see, this is the thing. I th- I think it's a little bit more strict with the FDA. But for the CDC, there's no way to enforce these laws. Mm. How are you enforcing? You can tell someone, oh, this is not FDA approved or it's not CDC approved. But what's stopping them from getting that on the shelf?
0: Yeah, true.
1: Who is... No, like, there's nobody enforcing that and... Telling them that, oh, no, you can't produce this. Or if it's a harmful chemical and they remove it, a lot of these companies, they're saying that they just replace it with an equally as harmful chemical Hmm. and keep it moving. A substitute harmful chemical and keep it moving. And so I thought that that was pretty interesting. I think another one that you should, I think, also identify with is they're saying a lot of these chemicals in the products are disproportionately marketed to people of color, especially black women. Hmm. That was ob- the most obvious for me. Because when you think of something like hair and all of these hair products, yeah. they were talking about perms and all of that. live All of no that. Lie relax- yeah. Now, this is the other thing. I'm glad you brought perms up. Did you? there? Now, I want to do a little bit more research on Chris this. Chris Rock
0: taught me that, though.
1: Mm, and then, okay, I'm not doing that. I'm not going into this. <laughs> I'm not going into this. Chris Rock taught me about that. <laughs> Did you know that from, they're saying formaldehyde is found in... Um, The majority of hair straightening products like perms and stuff like that.
0: That doesn't surprise me, but no.
1: Now, isn't like formaldehyde what you use for people who are dead? Uh, I don't, maybe, I don't know. Can we uh, get the intern to do a fact check on that? Because I'm pretty sure, isn't like formaldehyde used when you're embalming dead people? Or when you're embalming animals, animals or something like that? I could swear that that's what it's used for. But anyway, while, you, while the intern looks that up, I'll keep going. But yeah, formaldehyde being used in all of these hair straightening products is kind of scary. I think because I was on a little bit of my own hair journey and still growing my hair out, I've been experimenting with it but not not any hair straightening stuff i've never permed my hair but uh doing all different types of using all types of hair products on your scalp and hair follicles and things like that and not thinking about a lot of the chemicals and stuff that may be in them or the synthetic chemicals so
0: apparently there's different types of formaldehyde there are there are some chemical formaldehydes that are used to preserve bodies Mm -hmm. um and then there are some that uh are just strong smelling flammable gases. So you Um, should pick your poison. Yeah, but they're used like to build like plywood and like other wood products. And you're
1: putting that in your hair, Mm -hmm. on your skin, in your scalp. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me.
0: Yeah. I I mean, this is something that I think we see a lot just because you can buy so many things on the open market. Just a lot of things that also are, out of the country, you know, things in the country, but then also a lot of things overseas that are not safe.
1: What? The, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because apparently overseas products are more safe than the U.S. Mm. Because the U.S. only bans about 11 harmful chemicals while every other country bans thousands of different chemicals. So you're actually probably going to get a safer product if oh, you go wow. internationally than you if you buy something in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Because there are no regulations. There are no laws. Nobody is enforcing these things to keep these products off the shelf.
0: That's interesting. Wow. I, so, I feel like, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, think about it. What have you used growing up, like on your skin or when uh, on your hair and stuff like that? Like, what kind of products and stuff have you used? Cologne, any of those? You any of those things you've used?
0: Yeah, I've used I've used everything. I've yeah. I've had uh I've had like relaxers in my hair.
1: Um, have you really? Yeah. How did that go? It was fine. I mean, I why, why why tell me a little bit how why you chose to relax your hair.
0: Um, I had. I think at one point when I was growing out my hair, I wanted to, uh, I used to have braids, like, mm-hmm. when I was, like, in middle school. And so, like, I had, like, a little curly, kind of, like, a little jerry curl kit. Um,
1: <laughs> so, wow. Just, just something
0: to kind of do with my hair because it was growing. Right. Um, And it was just, you know. I had I had all of these beautiful tresses just going everywhere. Come on, um, tresses! But I mean, I've so yeah, I've like used like relaxers on my hair. I've used you know skin products. I've probably used every skin product yeah. there is. Um, you know, Birchbox keeps me in the uh, cosmetics and 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 skin uh, cleansing and moisturization um,
1: <laughs> field. So no, I love that. I, I think. What is difficult for me to kind of comprehend is that, you know, I think a lot of our lives are dictated by these products that are not necessarily safe or good for us. That can be harmful. What do you do? I mean, you want to spend your whole day going through your cabinets and your and your refrigerator and your your shelves looking for all of these things that are bad. And, like, what do you replace, replace them with? Or are the replacements even uh, affordable mm-hmm. at that point? I mean,
0: I think... Okay. This is for me, strictly speaking for me. Okay. I think that if it's, if there is a little bit of asbestos or if there's like a little bit of a harmful chemical, um, that's not lethal to me and my body, but takes care of what I needed to take care of, I'm going to probably use it. I don't have a, I don't have an issue doing that. I mean, there are certain things that I you probably shouldn't put on your skin. Like you know, rubbing alcohol is probably not something that you should put on your skin, like, directly, right? But I I definitely use it. I've used it before in the past. So, I mean, to me, if it's not at a, you know, at a harmful level, that's going to, like, break me out or hurt me. And there have been things that have, like, broke me out. I've used, like, mm-hmm. certain deodorants that I'm like, oh, well, this kind of, you know, breaks me out and I won't use it. I'll keep moving. Mm-hmm. But, um. I'm definitely not going to be going and making up re- uh, home remedies for beauty products and putting uh, olive oil and, 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 <laughs> and salad and, and Crisco um, on my legs and stuff like that. No, I'm not going to be doing that.
1: So let me challenge that a little bit because, number one, who is to say what, is, what, what amount is and isn't harmful if there are no regulations?
0: Me. I'm the one to say that if I put something on and it's and I don't feel like it's hurting me or if it doesn't have a long lasting, you know, providing like like long lasting effects on me, then, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to use you utilize it.
1: So then the next question I'm going to challenge it again is just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not harmful. So just because you're it doesn't cause a reaction that you can physically see doesn't mean that it's not doing something to you inside your body that you can't see or feel at the time.
0: And that might be, you know, that might
1: be, um, that might be true. But
0: if I'm smelling clean, I'm smelling good. (laughs) you are going to go with it. Probably going to go with it. I mean, at this point, Mm -hmm. like I said, I haven't seen this documentary and I might feel differently after seeing it. Mm -hmm. But, um, I do know that there are harmful chemicals in a lot of things. And I feel like, you know, the, the people who are making them, Um, are probably putting you know a certain amount of harmful chemicals just enough to get the job to do what it's supposed to do.
1: There was one case on here that the guy um that involved a couple. It was with the skin uh, segment to where uh, she was. I think she was in school, and her husband. She was in some kind of lab. She was getting some kind of degree or whatever, and they needed a sperm sample. And so she got a sperm sample from her husband, and that's how they found out that he was impotent, and it was because of some of the products he was using. And like he, was he impotent, he didn't or have he no was... sperm. Yeah, there was like she said they would put the they. he put was the, sterile. Maybe sterile. Oh, what what.
0: Impotent is you can't get it up.
1: Okay, no. So sterile. So sterile. He was sterile then. And she had put the little Petri dish in there and everybody was looking at all the sperm and she looked at her husband and wasn't nothing in there. Mm. And she like panicked and it turns out that he couldn't have kids. And so he had to like... Go through all of the things they're in their home and get rid of some of these products and kind of detox over a period of time.
0: Did they figure out what the cause was?
1: Uh, it was some kind of synthetic chemical, uh, a mixture of some some of a few different synthetic chemicals and some of the like skin products he was using from lotion or the degree and. Uh, uh, I don't want to use name, de- deodorants, different types of deodorants and stuff that he was using that had. And so what they did was is that they threw a lot, threw out a lot of, that, of those things and kind of detox. But it, this took a few years. And then his sperm count kind of came back up and then they were able to do actual in vitro fertilization. And she got pregnant that way. But it was a long process. Right. And so there's a lot of examples and, st- and stories from people like that in the show too. And so uh, anyways, I say all of that to say is that it's worth taking a look at. I think the last thing that I think is very important about this, because as you know, I'm a huge recycler. I love recycling. Um, the environmental impact. Huge recycler? I don't know if I would say... What Johnny Depp say? I don't know if I'd say that. <laughs> what do you mean? I have a whole bin over there dedicated just to recycling. Do you have a recycling bin in your home? No,
0: I don't. But I'm just saying... I, like. You said huge recycler. I, am a huge I think recycler. you huge recycler. Yeah, you recycle some stuff. You I do.
1: recycle a lot. Anything that can be recycled. Okay, huge recycler. So, oh, you're mad. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just, oh, I, mad. I just want to make oh, sure that we're being. Mad. clear and yeah. what? Yeah, you, said, crystal you, gave me, you said huge I, recycl- Because I, I, I am like, huge. What are, huge okay. what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? As all of the times we live together, who is the one always harassing you about recycling stuff? Uh, not you don't don't (laughs) you sit here and tell this lie trenton rashad please i know you are not gonna sit here i think
0: when we lived in the uh apartment on the west side there was a recycle bin yes yes and
1: i was always recycling and then even when we lived in chinatown i I don't remember
0: there being a recycle bin there there was not
1: and i was the one that was like why don't you have a recycling bin we should be recycling and you're like did uh, you put one together did you where am i gonna get get it from my is, name was not on the lease. Where, am I, where That was your job. I, you I asked you. I mean, you
0: don't have... It's not... I mean, all you had to do was just get like a bin. It but didn't where have we, to
1: be... But there was nobody to come and pick it up. That was the issue. But
0: a huge recycler to me would be going and being like, okay, well, I'm going to drop this off on my way to well, the gym I, for or to the work The thing that I
1: used, I did. Oh, okay. But you said you... you. I got the note that you were not as interested in recycling, so therefore and I was that like, deterred you as "Because it was recycling. not my house, I'm okay. not going to try to set things up in your house that I'm staying at." Oh, okay. So, and you you showed very little interest in getting that set up yourself, too. Okay. <laughs> I, I know you. Yeah, we gonna agree. take this offline. Cause I agree I you're with not gonna you. Sit no, you are to The pop star. <laughs> no, I know huge. you're not gonna sit there and tell his mother bald Earth. Face <laughs> <laughs> you are mother Earth. Ball face, fucking
0: planeteer. Anyway, Captain
1: Planet, girl. Yeah. Get it right.
0: No, I didn't, You're not captain. I, I am captain planet. No, no I'm you're I'm giving me Mati. That's you who you're giving me right who? now. Mati. What's his name matee I thought it was. Yeah, not Kwame. No, you're Mati. No,
1: that's who you're giving me. Kwame was not uh, Earth. Was that Kwame? Yeah, the black kid. Yeah, I th- I, was that his name? Mm-hmm. Huh? Gosh, I haven't seen that in a while. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. We're gonna take this offline because I. We you don't need to. I have said it. You have heard everybody. Oh no, yeah, you said everyone's it. Everyone's heard me say hey, it. What you, you are, said are, was some a, you are a you are a huge recycler. Right. <laughs> you because, are a huge recycler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, the last thing I was trying to say was that the environmental impact of all of these products. So make sure you recycle because there are islands of plastics in the ocean right now that we still can't get rid of. And so you should recycle. Tell a friend. And if that friend is telling you that they're not interested in recycling, then you go a step further and you get that recycling bin set up for yourself. And it doesn't even matter if it's not your house because clearly they don't care. So you do your part to save the planet, and that's that on that. And we'll let these girls who don't recycle. Exactly. We don't even need to speak about them. That's all I have to say. You should definitely go out and watch "Not So Pretty." <laughs> the faces that tr- y'all can't see this with the faces that Travis <laughs> it right Man. now. Shit else. I am the yeah. You are something else. <laughs> Let's go to break. Thank you, thank you,
0: Gaia. Thank you, Let, thank you, Gaia. Yeah. we're the Planeteers. <laughs> we're you here could to be say, one
1: Because saving our planet is the thing, thing to, to do. do. Uh uh, looting, looting and, polluting and polluting is not the way. way. Hear what Captain Captain Planet Planet has to say. The power is yours. All right, let's take take a a break. break.
0: (laughs) All right, we are back, and it is time for our signature segment of the show, Fizz or Flat? I'm going to let you finish...
1: Oh, but God, you're not here gonna sit and try to play me on the podcast about recycling i'm, not trying to I'm play gonna you, let you finish friend. but marcus is a huge recycler of all time all yes. time yes now continue on with your show thank you thank you thank you all right it is time for <laughs> fizz a flat this
0: is the moment of the show where marcus and i get to review the top pop culture moments and give them a fizz if we're filling them or, or a, flat a flat if, if we're, we're not, not. I'm gonna go first. Please. I'm gonna do. go and take this on. Um <laughs> our girl, you know, she wants to be treated a certain way, and we're gonna treat her like a star. Treat Chloe me Bailey like treat has been recently cast I I in the Universal Pictures youth choir comedy entitled Praise This.
1: What is this supposed to be like a um what was the other one?
0: Like, a uh, Fighting Temptations. A or, lot of people are drawing that kind of thing or a Pitch Perfect, Pitch Perfect yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah, is that um, what it's supposed to be? I think this is going to have the opportunity to stand out on its own. Will, Power, uh, Will Packer Productions is behind this as well. Um, and Ch- Chloe is going to be the star of this film. Um, what this is going to be, it's a musical competition comedy um, set in the world of youth choirs. So yeah, it's going to be in the similar vein as Pitch Perfect, Uh, I'm sure that because of praise, this there's going to be some kind of religious undertone to it as well, which is is giving like a which is giving like a you know fighting temptations kind of vibe. Uh, But you know, let's put those two movies together. I don't think we have a bad thing here.
1: Does it say who else is going to be in the cast?
0: Um, as of right now, let's see who else has been cast. This is all coming from uh, dead, the Deadline article. There hasn't been anyone else named that's been cast to it, but I can tell you some people behind it who's going to be actually doing the writing. Um, I don't know any of these names, actually. I Camilla either. Blackett, who was on the team that uh, did uh, Regina Regina Hall's Little. Little.
1: Yeah, yes. with Marseille Martin then, and Issa Rae. Yep,
0: she was in that. Uh, she also wrote on the show New Girl.
1: I I love me some new girl.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then the trio known as Murder Inc., which I don't know these people. Brandon Bussard, Hudson Obuana and Janice Savage. I don't know this writing trio, but, you know, hey, I'm excited to see exactly what this is going to be. I think this is going to have an opportunity to give Chloe even more clout as an artist and let her express herself in a completely different way. So I'm excited to see it. It's a fizz for me. Fizz for me as well
1: uh i have you seen the fire island trailer yes i have your girl your girls Bo and, girls it, and matt rogers it. are yeah. in it they're
0: getting you know it looks very they're cute getting some shine um it's all they also have joe kim booster you, in is, it which i love they said
1: he wrote the entire movie
0: i believe that um wow. super talented super cerebral comedian yeah um and so i'm yeah i'm really excited to see this uh movie it's gonna be on
1: Hulu, Hulu. It's going to be on Hulu, and it comes out June third, I believe. Yes, June third on Hulu. I uh, and Joe Kim Booster looks great. Well, he always does. <laughs> he, I've, he always, I've been yeah, saying that. Like,
0: no, super good looking. Yeah. Um, Bo and Yang, who I love, Matt Rogers, who I love. I listen to their podcast last, Culturistas. Um, very yeah, very funny people, and so I I definitely want to see what it's giving i'm hoping they talk about you know fire island and show all sides of fire island uh so let's talk about you know let's talk about how great it is but also let's talk about how not from my own personal experience but how problematic it can be um just in terms of you know
1: it says set In the iconic Fire Island Pines, Fire Island is an unapologetic modern-day rom-com inspired by Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. Oh, okay. The story centers around two best friends who set out to have a legendary week-long summer vacation with the help of Cheap Rosé and a cadre of eclectic friends. Come on, cadre. It's a fizz for me.
0: It's a fizz for me, too. I'm excited to watch.
1: Same here. What else you got?
0: Well, I do want to get into the Purchase of the Century, uh, Elon Musk. This
1: should have been a Wu Chow. <laughs> who has, <laughs> who has decided
0: to buy Twitter and Twitter has been receptive. Okay. No, it's a done deal. Uh, to it and has agreed at f- at fifty four dollars and twenty cents a share. Okay, uh, that they're going to sell Twitter to Elon Musk. Uh, that is going to total out to around forty four
1: bi- billion. You have million. Is a it billion? It's a billion. Oh, okay. Yeah, even crazier. Billion. Who just has a billion dollars sitting around with companies? Uh, to- uh,
0: there's actually a couple people that actually do, <laughs> but they they real quiet about it. Now, what I'm interested to see exactly what is going to come from this.
1: Right, me um, too.
0: People are. There's been lots of rumors talking about shaking exactly, the table. <laughs> so could could Elon cho- choose to monetize? Um, and create like some kind of paywall to Twitter yeah. um, to use. Uh, he's been said to not believe in banning people from oh, yeah. Twitter, so that Free there speech. could be some some interesting characters coming back to Twitter, i.e., Donald Trump. Um, and allowing certain things and allowing certain messages, right. you know, Twitter did some censorship of some COVID messaging that was happening during the pandemic. Or but, hate speech. You know, some of this stuff could be returning to Twitter. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like just yet. But for him to have this money to be able to do something like this is, uh, is pretty wild.
1: Yeah, that's the the him buying Twitter. Fine, whatever. The unsettling part is just a little. should one person have
0: what are his plans
1: yeah what
0: are your plans it's like i know you've been trying to get to the moon are you trying to take over the world like what are your plans uh and how does this how how does this um help you get
1: to that i don't think i'm gonna give this a fizz or a flat i think i'm gonna kind of be very in the middle i'm elon has done some things that have definitely made me side eye but at the same time he's also created spacex which is now the shuttle carrier service taking astronauts to the to the space station so i mean like he's done some pretty cool things but then also some very like side-eyed problematic sketchy things so
0: it's a flat for me Mm -hmm. i'm just at this point i don't even know if this was something that needed to be uh that need like I don't know if you need to have Twitter and have ownership over that's certain true. things. And I feel like that that's, that's what true. we're starting to see with Elon. He's putting, himself, he's putting himself out there in a very public way that I haven't seen from other billionaires and other, you know, people who have the type of wealth that he does, mm-hmm. you know, for him to be like hosting SNL, you know, buying this huge uh, social media platform, wanting to have this, you know, big, you know, tra- travel to space. It's it's. I'm kind of side eyeing you, and I'm questioning like, what is your motive here? What is the end game, and what's the goal?
1: Very, I agree, and all of which we don't know right now. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm not not abstaining. It's a flat for me. I'm indifferent. Um, I just want to give a huge shout out Lil Nas X going on tour. I'm thinking about buying some tickets. Okay, I think I may want to go see. He's got the Long Live Montero tour that is happening. Uh, It's coming to Chicago too. In oh, like cool. September, I think so. I just wanted to give a huge fizz, Lil Nas X. Keep doing your thing, live long, long live Montero tour. Um, I'll be very intrigued to see what his set looks like.
0: Um, I mean, what the show it look looks much like? different from what we've seen.
1: Well, I mean, I've his... never seen him do a tour, uh, uh, you know, uh, like what? what is. What is the theme going to be? How yeah. what is the aesthetic? How what are
0: Illustrate. how is he going yeah. to tell the story? Yeah, how
1: are you going to show the show us this visually from, you know, your muse from your album Montero. So, but I give it a fizz.
0: Fizz for me as well. Congrats, Lil Nas
1: <laughs> Lil Nas, what else you got?
0: There is a brand new super, superhero in the Marvel universe. I
1: saw this.
0: Okay, Bad Bunny it is official has been casted as El, El Muerto.
1: El Muerto,
0: uh, Bad Bunny, whose real name is Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio. What? What? That is his real name. <laughs> Say it again. Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio.
1: Benito Martinez um, Ocasio.
0: Will star in the standalone comic book film
1: El Muerto. Is he any kin to Alec? To um.
0: Here you go, being racist. AOC. Not everybody. Well, I mean, Ocasio is not name. a normal name, is it? Ocasio yes, is not a common name. It is. Is it? Yes. Do you know that for sure? I do know. Look it up. It is. Okay. Yeah. Um. But this was all announced at CinemaCon, the same place where Olivia Wilde got served those papers. Um. That he will be. Now, this is what I found found uh hard to believe. Bad Bunny will be the first ever Latino actor to headline a live action Marvel movie. Yeah. Which is wild to me. I would have thought that that would have came a lot sooner. Um the movie is set to hit theaters in January of 2024, uh, which I'm really, you know, I definitely will be there by, by proxy. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be there. in. No, person. you'll be
1: there in person. I'll definitely be there yeah. in person.
0: Uh, but I, there's going to be apparently some, um, he's going to have some connections to other superheroes in the Marvel universe as well. Uh, so I'm excited to see what that, how that's going to uh, turn out. Um, closely linking him to Spider-Man.
1: Do you know the story of El Muerto? A little bit, yeah. I know about um, his origin and stuff. like. I don't... I've never... I haven't read a few comics on him, but I do know his origin and everything, so...
0: Yeah, so he's uh, apparently a wrestler. Um, well, he
1: comes from a long line of wrestling in his family, and, and he has to take up the mantle. And he gets
0: the powers handed down from that ancestry Yeah. Um, in the form of a mask. Yes. So i'm you know it's a fist fist for me me. i'm really excited to see him i'm glad that bad bunny is getting this opportunity to to kind of shine in in this brand new way i think that that's going to be really cool um let's see if we can i love what i love what he's done so far in his music and just kind of his personal like his persona Mm -hmm. um but i'm excited to see him become a marvel superhero this is going to be checks on checks on checks
1: yeah, I, it's a fist for me, and I just looked up on Billboard. No, AOC and Bad Bunny are not related. So. No. Do I knew that. Though. My apologies. Uh, that's all I have. Actually, no, I've got one more.
0: The last. Oh, okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, did you hear about James Corden leaving the Late Late Show? I did hear about that. What are your thoughts? He's going to finish. So apparently he's going to finish out until the summer of 2023. And then he's hanging it up flat screen. I think it's about time. You think so? He's, yeah. It'll be like eight and a half years. I think it's about time.
0: I Why? Think, I, I I feel like the only thing to really come out of that was carpool karaoke. And I feel like James Corden has, they've, I feel like the team behind James Corden has been trying to make James Corden happen over here for quite some time.
1: Um, oh, so and you I don't, don't like James Corden? It's
0: not that I don't like him. I just feel like we haven't really got to get. Huh. Um, yeah, he hasn't really made a huge impression. And you know, when I think about the career that James Corden has had, The Late Show, the movies that he's been able to do, some of the hosting gigs that been he's been now. able to have, he's he should be bigger than what he is. And for some reason, he had that has not translated. Um, into pop culture and i think yeah it is probably time for him to uh move on and do something else it's probably the late show was probably not um a strong suit for him he's he's up against other titans who are doing it better
1: well he's on after them though since it's the late late show so like the tonight show and the late show air first and then his show comes on but I, maybe he, maybe it's not enough to keep
0: people watching
1: maybe i don't i don't watch the late late show do you? I,
0: I don't <laughs> but i make it a point to go uh hear the wheel of musical impressions uh the uh oh, from the
1: tonight show oh uh,
0: what's the th- other thing that jimmy i think jimmy, it's jimmy fallon jimmy fallon jimmy he does Fallin's the uh tonight pictionary show. with the stars yeah all uh, of he's, the got games. Some, he's got some really cool games on there that like yeah. you know keep it interesting Uh, and exciting
1: I agree with that uh so are you giving this a fizz or a flat for James Corden leaving the tonight the late late show I mean what do you what would you rather him see what what would you rather see him do uh I don't I really don't
0: have a strong answer for you I apologize I don't okay for me I'm just I it it didn't translate for me
1: so you're clearly giving this a flat or a fizz for him leaving. I don't know what support. to give
0: it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm. I think I'm kind of indifferent. I'll say let's give it a fizz because I think that there is something to knowing when to walk away. Yes, and I think that that is that is a testament Uh-oh. to him knowing exactly when it when the time is to to step away.
1: I agree, fizz.
0: Uh, The last thing that I have is the Legendary Season 3 trailer just released. And there's been quite a shakeup over at Legendary. So it appears as though the live audience is back, which I'm the most excited about. I am too. But there's also been some changes to the judging panel. Thee Stallion was not featured in the trailer, and Kiki Palmer has been now featured as the brand new judge Keke on the day Rob Palmer, yes, so Told you. Uh, I was really excited to see her on um in the trailer and kind of some of the commentary that she was already providing. Yeah, I don't know if Kiki knows about Vogue she seems I think pretty our,
1: invested well,
0: our our feedback was to get someone from the Vogue world on there. and That's they didn't fair. take that. But, you know, Kiki hopefully can give us some colorful commentary. She is super funny. Um, And then... I'm excited to see. Yeah, I'm excited to see. It seems like they have some really cool guest stars as well. Kelly Rowland, Bob the Drag Queen, Issa Rae, Leslie Jones... Um, have all been uh, on there. And it appears as though Dominique Jackson will be making a return to the judging uh, as a guest judge, which I'm also excited to see how that plays out. Uh, Legendary comes on HBO Max starting on May
1: 19th. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Fizz. Fizz for me. Uh, Is that it?
0: That is it for me. So let's let's get get into our final thoughts. Marcus, what are you leaving this episode
1: with. i am leaving this episode with we we only have we, we have one life we have one planet let's please try to make the best of it that we can um climate change is real these pro- there are products and things that are harmful to you and so just it would be nice for everyone to do their due diligence and do a better job of not only taking care of themselves, but also taking care of the planet that we live on because we only have one of those. And so just keep that in mind.
0: Uh, I think one of the, th- I think the thing for me and what I'm taking away from this is to be mindful of the optics. Be there mindful. so many instances this past week where we saw either people get found out or things kind of got revealed that they didn't necessarily think would for instance the baby um mm-hmm. definitely some situations with uh meg LaSalle and olivia wilde and their own respective situations oh, yeah. as well but then also with that whole juneteenth thing be mindful of the optics and what it is that you're doing and you know if it's not right if it's not right and if it's not done with the proper intention it's not going to succeed i agree Well, that is our show this week. You can always catch us on social media. Follow Cold Pop Show on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok as well at Cold Pop Show. You can find us on Facebook at Cold Pop Podcast. My name is Trent Rashad. You can find me at Trent Rashad on Instagram and Twitter. Marcus, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on all the socials at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. If you're watching any cool shows interesting shows let us know yeah we want to know know. we want we're looking for some new there's a lot of really really good shows about to debut here in the next couple of months and so if you have something that you're interested in definitely let us know let's get out of here all right
0: well with that being said (laughs) pop stars until next week Bye. bye